All right, welcome back to another episode of the Black Bullion Show. It is often said that you need 10 to 20% gold allocation in your portfolio. But what does that truly mean? Well, it means that the rest of your portfolio is likely made up of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, cash, and perhaps a home. Um, you know, however, I've been thinking a lot about wealth accumulation, actual assets that I can pass down to my kids. You know, many of you know I love that Dame Dash saying that goes, I hustle for my last name, not my first. You know, so perhaps, you know, I should start thinking about, well, maybe I should set up a minimum goal for weight as opposed to just thinking about metals as only really having relevance when comparing them to other assets that I may own. So here is um, you know what I've found. And uh, now before I get into this, I just have to say if you're new to this channel, please hit that big red subscribe button right down below. Also please hit the like button, helps to get this economic evangelism right on out there to the masses, bringing more people into precious metals. Okay. So here is the amount of, of, of gold that I plan on stacking. 563 ounces of gold. That's how much I would like to have when it's all said and done. So that I can pass that down to my kids. Uh, now for those of you who are good at math, write down that rough estimate of what that number is in the comments section below in 2020. Federal Reserve note terms. Okay, so this article is titled, It's How Many Ounces of Gold You Should Own, Not What Percent of Your Portfolio It Should Be, Here's Why. So I'm going to read this uh, highlighted section here. The standard 10 to 20% non-answer. And I quote, saying one should have 10 to 20% of one's portfolio in gold is a safe answer for someone to express, but it is correct for you only by coincidence. It is no better than rules of thumb used by insurance salesmen to determine how much life insurance you should have. This analogy, while imperfect, does convey the notion that gold is held for insurance purposes. It is a hedge against the decline of the dollar. Wealth and savings represent deferred consumption. For most of us, wealth represents a nest egg which will be turned into consumption in later years when income stops or is insufficient to support our lifestyle. People establish retirement plans to prepare for this time. Retirement plans are based on a set of assumptions. These assumptions typically deal with time to retirement, current savings, planned additional savings, and the returns expected from these savings. The calculations are simple, although the ability to achieve the necessary levels is not. Here is the fallacy in most retirement planning programs. Implicit is in most is the assumption of an honest dollar, i.e. a dollar that will reasonably retain its purchasing power. Many retirees discover too late the fallacy in this assumption. They meet their objectives, retire, and then learn 
that the depreciating value of the currency is cheating them from the retirement they earned and expected. Their sacrifice and savings to meet all their goals still falls short of the retirement they expected. What if uh, your savings is adequate enough to sustain you through the latter periods of your life only if the purchasing power of the dollar remains where it is today, or if it does not depreciate at a rate faster than you would, than you assumed it would. This is the problem that everyone confronts when they deal with dishonest money. You never know whether you have enough to retire or even whether you will be able to retire. Your determinations are based on today's dollar but you have no idea what tomorrow's dollar will be worth. Without this knowledge, the concept of planning loses meaning. Financial advisors suggest 10 to 20% as a means of protection against the ravages of inflation. These percentages acknowledge the risks of inflation, although they are in no way tied to your situation or alternative scenarios for inflation. They are simple rules of thumb. The equivalent of a financial advisor acknowledging inflation, but little more. Obviously, this uh, range cannot be the same for the marginally secure and the incredibly wealthy. This rule of thumb is not an answer as much as it is a cop-out. It is the financial planner's CYA plug, acknowledging that inflation will be a factor, but unable to provide a meaningful estimate of what it will be. Okay, so black bullion. Uh, what 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 you know? What's next? Well, here's the thing. I know the dollar devalues with time, um, and items. Uh, you know that the twenty you know that the twenty twenty dollar can buy, um, will remain the same. That's why I chose five hundred sixty three ounces of gold because. I know how much or what kind of lifestyle or what kind of value that provides in 2020 terms. So what my plan is, is that I want to pass this down to my kids. Um, I also want to pass down uh, the rental real estate that I would like to acquire or that I will require, I should say, um, as well. So they'll always have some income coming in after I pass. Hopefully they will be able to do what I've done as well and stack more gold onto uh, that pile for their kids and so on. Hopefully they won't have to dip into the gold reserves at all and it can just continue to pile generation after generation. So that's essentially my plan. Uh, how much gold do you guys plan on stacking? Let me know and wait how much gold. Alright guys, Thanks again for watching. Uh, hit that like button and also please hit that subscribe button if you're new. It's Black Bullion.